0: Black man trying not to get caught. I'm just trying to solve the puzzle like a jigsaw. You know it's a big world, so easy to get lost. I'm just trying to solve the puzzle like a jigsaw, jigsaw. What's going on, family, and we are back for another episode of the Jigsaw. Yes. I am Josh Rogers.
1: I am Brian Hare.
0: And welcome to the show. You know what it is. This is the place where we talk about the perils, the praises, the productivity, and the proper circumstance of being a real life black person yes. in america Ooh, what's going on bro
1: how you doing Man, i'm doing good you know as always it's always a great day to be black and we are here <laughs> <laughs> so god has shined his light on us another day
0: he shined his light on us one more time uh i'm gonna jump right into it have you watched woke like i asked you to um
1: i have i've started it so um okay i think what's gonna be great uh, yeah i'm i've started it so i think it's a great show <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this this is not officially sponsored by hulu if you want to throw some money you definitely can yes. i'm encouraging everybody to check out woke on hulu it is an amazing show um it really follows the journey of this um aspiring cartoon artist mm-hmm. who's pretty much about to make it and has made it but then he wakes up based on this kind of <laughs> unforeseen incident that happened so it's really dope don't be surprised if we talk about it a little bit later um
1: did you watch auntie Chella? i know we probably gonna talk about it later but I have I watched, <laughs> I watched, um, auntie, we call, call it auntie Chella What you, you going to call it? <laughs> <laughs> That's I call it auntie fest. Um, auntie fest. Yeah. I watched auntie fest. Um, Brandy Monica you know I need to get it together. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get it together. <laughs> Brandy and Monica get it together I
0: so speaking so speaking of auntie Fest, we're gonna talk about it definitely a little bit more later um Brian if you want to introduce a new segment that we're going to start
1: oh yeah definitely this week? definitely definitely we want to introduce what we call song of the week hmm and the song of the week for those who watched auntie fest uh it would resonate <laughs> with your spirit hopefully uh it's a song by the name of a uh, superwoman
0: i'm not super. your super
1: woman <laughs> i'm not the kind of
0: girl that you can lay down and think that everything's okay boy i am only human
1: <laughs> huh.
0: that blessed you <laughs> You know what blesses me more mm-hmm. is, uh, and we can talk about it later. But what blesses me more is the chain smoking sounds <laughs> of Dionne Warwick as she as she
1: comes in. I find my way
0: through rush hour. <laughs>
1: That's definitely uh, No, nah, She to walk the Virginia Slims. So what's the most? <laughs> Light, light, a Classy smoker. She's a classy smoker. <laughs> she probably <a class> <laughs> she keep. She's
0: like a what's the woman on one on one? she probably put it in Cruella, the host. Yeah, Corrella. I'm gonna <laughs> say that. She puts it in a host.
1: <laughs> Corella Deville.
0: Oh man! All right, y'all. Let's get ready to go into. Let's go to our next segment, man. The Blessed Report. Let's do <laughs> it. In the
1: of yeah. In the is Blessing. Blessing. Yes, right now. all right we want to do the bless up report uh let's talk about a black queen um by the name of naomi osaka yes she is a right. black queen uh mama is japanese her daddy is haitian so she's black black uh she she's black, black. <laughs> she's black uh, so we want to give her the bless up to naomi osaka who won her second u.s Open Championship. Uh, Few of those that do not know who Naomi Osaka is, she's the number third ranked tennis player in the nation, or in the world that is. And actually during uh, the US Open, she decided uh, to wear seven different face masks uh, to honor those who did not receive justice. Uh, So since, you know, we believe in saying their names, I'm gonna say their names tonight, uh, or today that is, uh, Tamir Rice, Philando Castile, George Floyd, Trayvon Martin, Ahmad Arbery, Elijah McClain, and Breonna Taylor. So she decided to wear these masks to, uh, and, and honestly, interestingly, to kind of protest or stand in some type of solidarity. She didn't say anything, mm-hmm. uh, but she actually just showed her support for those that did not receive uh, justice. Uh, so yeah. uh, what I found to be awesome, and I definitely want to give her a bless up for, is she used one of the biggest stages in the world. Uh, she uses her platform to highlight social injustice. Uh, so we definitely always want to support, salute and protect our black women, especially in times like this, when it seems like uh, they are always, always, always standing for us black folk. Uh, but, you know, Joshua, you know, the Karens and the Kevins always have something to say. Oh Karen. Okay, oh, right. So, so, you know, anytime anyone, uh, a black person decides to stand up uh, who is an athlete and stand up and speak on uh, social injustice or issues that uh, mean something to black people, they always want to say, you know, uh, leave uh, politics out of, of sports. Uh, but Naomi yeah. uh, had something to say to her hater. She said, that all the people that were telling me uh, to keep out uh, politics out of sports which you know she was saying it wasn't really political to begin with uh, really inspired me to win you better believe I'm gonna try my best to stay on this screen as long as possible so uh, I found that to be great she said F all y'all haters uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep winning y'all gonna have to see me win so I love that so bless up to Naomi Osaka uh, for standing up for our, us uh, and uh, all her people bless up so you want to head on over to the billboard yeah, it's going over to the billboard
0: We got some stuff to talk about. So, as we alluded to, as we started off the podcast, Versus, or Versus, however you (laughs) you want to pronounce it, has um, been given the culture, everything that we needed in forms of these iconic battles. Mm -hmm. And they've kind of been really um, diverse. They went to um, our Caribbean brothers. They've done, they start off with like um, producers and things like Mm -hmm. that. We've had some rap battles. We've had, you know, some, some other icons of Babyface and Teddy Riley. But this one was for... (laughs) Um, our mamas and grandmamas (laughs) and aunties and it took us back and Brian calls it Auntie Fest I've been coining it Auntie Chella and it was everything. I mean, from the pantsuits to the to the fact that they didn't know how to read them teleprompters Listen, properly. They knew they was live. <laughs> they didn't know they was live. They was having whole. Baby, how you doing? I think I left my maters on.
1: <laughs> you put paprika on your on your devil? You, you know, I, I
0: put a little, I put a little paprika and some garlic powder. That's the that's the secret.
1: They swapping the recipes. And they
0: swapping the recipes. Asking about grandkids, Patty, talking my baby, I got a flip phone. <laughs> I am through. Oh, uh, so overall, bro, like, what was your uh, just overall thoughts of Auntie, Auntie Fest?
1: Um, I, I think the dope thing. I, it's funny because we went from you know uh, our generation of Auntie Fest uh, with uh-huh. uh, Brandy and Monica, then we you know transitioned to you know a real Auntie Fest and real. <laughs> the change in um, or the lack of awkwardness. From yes. one to the next, where you look, you can tell that um, you know these uh, seasoned sisters um, were friends, so you didn't feel all of that random tension or awkward mm. stuff, and they were actually were celebrating one another, uh, and it felt genuine. So I, you know, I thought that was kind of dope. What
0: I also love was that, uh, well, speaking of that, we talked about is they called Brandon Monica out for that foolishness. And Brandon Monica was watching the (laughs) verse.
1: Right, commenting and everything.
0: (laughs) Commenting and everything. (laughs) Gladys said, Brandon Monica, get it together. Just like an auntie. (laughs) Just like like an auntie. auntie. (laughs) Just get it together. (laughs) And Uh, so. One of my favorite parts (laughs) was just a a, a couple of things that Gladys Knight's voice is just still butter. It is. Mm -hmm. It's just butter. And, like, even to her own credit, like, she knows that she's Mm -hmm. aged. I think she's even said, like baby when you get older your voice drops a little bit mm-hmm. <laughs> so she couldn't hit some of the notes and like on one part she said i gotta stand up if i'm gonna hit this note. <laughs> <laughs> and that was another thing like they sa- they actually sang their Same. songs they sang on top of, <laughs> of, of of vocals right but they sang their songs like, even with patty like she can't like yodel like she used to mm-hmm. but she can still slide up there a little mm-hmm. bit and just just the, the preservation of their voices and the iconic nature of who they are. Um, and just Patty being completely forgetful of all of her lyrics all of them. <laughs> and was unashamed like put my lyrics on the screen <laughs> that's the wrong where song. my lyrics <laughs> well my lyrics. Where are my lyrics she said baby we wrote this song in the 70s <laughs> i don't know these lyrics <laughs> and then from her saying that she uh her favorite verses was the dmx new dog she said now Trial. i was now i wasn't high because i don't smoke that stuff <laughs> <laughs> but i was high with her because the energy was so high
1: <laughs> i don't smoke that reefer
0: I don't smoke that nah, refill. And then all of her unintentional shade, like with Celine, she said, I sang
1: it before Celine. <laughs> <laughs> before Celine, Dion. I'm the originator. Oh. At the end of it,
0: she definitely pulled a little Richard <laughs> on us. But no, I thought. I thought it was great. And then they brought out, you know, their their elder friend and Miss Deonna. Woman. she? She slow strolled out there. Sashayed. It was like ladies. (laughs) Oh, gravel throat. (laughs) Ladies, I'm so proud of what you two are doing out here. It's just so beautiful to see two sisters out here. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) Dion, when you was doing the psychic stuff, did they not tell you that (laughs) that these these Virginia Slims were going to take your boys away, daughter? Mighty God. I've heard somebody say, though, watching it was like almost... Um, being inside of grown, we got a front row seat to being inside of grown folks business because Listen. you know as kids, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say get out of grown folks business, and that's what that out. was. I ju- I just think it was a beautiful celebration. Um, and my mom, who has not been in tune with the verses, particularly because she don't have Instagram, mm-hmm. like she's a. She's an T, mm-hmm. officially. Uh, <laughs> she like she tapped into Facebook though because they knew where to put it. Facebook <laughs> these knew these women <laughs> are not on Instagram. When I tell you, I was not about to deal with Robin Rogers Mm-mm. calling me to my son. How I get it? How how I want to download Instagram real <laughs> quick <laughs> for tonight. I'm not. I'm not ruining my experience for these technology no, deficient uh, senior citizen parents of ours. So I'm so glad that they put it on. Um, and put it on Facebook Live so that they can, um, you know, so that our parents and grandparents mm-hmm. and real aunties and uncles could enjoy it. But I really just thought it was love. Definitely. I thought it was love. Yeah. And from a celebration standpoint, I would argue to say it's probably been the best verses from a celebration oh, yes. perspective. Uh,
1: I think I could wait even think as far as listening by age. I think other than this, the other oldest probably verses with what baby face and What's the man's name? Teddy Riley, I think was the... and Teddy Riley, but Babyface was sitting there pr- prompt and perched. listen, like,
0: <laughs> like, like, the uncle that he listen. is, and he, they, but that wasn't really celebration. No, it I, wasn't. I think, I think Babyface was also irritated from the first attempt, yeah. so he came into the act, the real one, like, all right, all right
1: let's just <laughs> let's just do this. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it was really a um, celebration, not only for just the um, career, but also like the legacy. Uh, that mm-hmm. they've um, kind of created and, and still have. Like if you, you know, and think about this, they not only, they, this thing about longevity, right? So yeah. they had great music careers. Um, mm-hmm. They still can sing. Shout- Gladys told us she started singing at full. Listen, they still can <laughs> sing. And then, you like, know, right. the thing about their business acumen, you know, got into food and restaurants and stuff like that. And they're still somewhat relevant so yeah um, absolutely so it was dope to for them to celebrate one another but for us you know as a you know a younger generation that is uh to mm-hmm. uh kind of give them their flowers but also just let people understand like you know where our foundation uh, in music is so i thought it was dope
0: absolutely and like i I think it's just all right and i just loved how again how they celebrated each Mm -hmm. other as as sisters um you didn't really see a lot of competition um i think gladys even said told Patty, baby we've been on soundtracks Mm. (laughs) (laughs) and it's true and i think my mom even told me this that she read somewhere that together um they have almost close to a thousand songs recorded between the both of them alone so it just it just talks about the type of career that they've had and they've been, I, th- I think I heard someone else say like um in one of their random conversations that uh, writers were sending both of them the same song
1: wow and it was I like just, that
0: <laughs> you know when somebody you know ended up getting it and recording mm-hmm. it and it was their song but there was no beef there was no nah. animosity um they and I think Gladys even said at one point like she would when Patty was in town and she couldn't, she wasn't busy, she would make sure like, I gotta get there cause I wanna hear this song. Mm-hmm. I wanna like, so it was beyond just, I think the fakeness of what we saw with Brandon Monica. Like, I know your song, but like, no, I'm a fan of yours. Right. I enjoy your voice. They were on songs together. Mm-hmm. They've done things together. Um, I think Patty, um, Gladys even talked about how one time Patty held her baby during a performance, wow. like backstage. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> like all those different types of things, right? So I think it was absolutely beautiful. So we celebrate the aunties and they're paying suits because, listen, <laughs> there comes there comes a time in your life mm-hmm. when you get to a certain age that you don't really put together looks. Mm-mm. You just have an, an outfit. outfit. All your clothes is on one hanger like when you was a toddler, <laughs> right? <laughs> it is the grandma. got grandma. Listen, my grandma got a red suit. And now one day she might put on her silver with it. Mm-hmm. The next time she's going to do the pearls. But it is that one red <laughs> suit. And these ladies showed us, of a, women of a, people of a particular age, we don't have time for that no no sir we're gonna we, we gonna go give you what we got mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is it and i'm sure patty labelle's going back to patty in this flip phone i'm sure she hangs up on somebody very mean that,
1: that slam on, my good. the slam
0: on that flip phone a, a good slam <laughs> <It's a laughs> sometimes i wish i still had my on. So, <laughs> so you can <could> know <laughs> I, could I hung up on you it. you know i hung you up on hung you up. you heard that thing. i probably cracked my screen hanging up <laughs> <on it. laughs> Hanging up on you But no That that was super 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 beautiful To watch And I'm glad That we were able To witness that And another thing That you said bro That was important Is that we gave them Their flowers While they were alive Um, So many times I think we wait Till people are dead or about to die, or whatever, before we really celebrate them. So I'm glad they were able to see and feel the love. Hopefully, they were able to see some of the comments because you know the aunties probably Mm-mm. didn't know how to check Mm-mm. all the comments. So hopefully, one of the grandchildren or uncle, nieces, <laughs> or somebody then showed them how to read all the comments and the love right. um, that they received. Unless um, celebratory news, oh, <laughs> um, Belle Kalise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even try the rest of her name. <laughs> Better known as Cardi B, <laughs> along with Kiari um, Cephas. If that ain't the blackest uh, <laughs> Negro name I've ever heard, that boy last name is Cephas. Anyway, they after almost three years of marriage, they have unfortunately filed for divorce. And as you probably will understand, as two married men, we're not here celebrating not divorce. Um, but it definitely happened, and allegedly it was a mist. Um, more mm-hmm. um. Cheating and affair rumors that happen, and my biggest critique really isn't for Cardi and Offset, mm-hmm. more so than it is for us black men, Brian. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tell you why, you because I think a lot of black, a lot of black men, younger black men, gave Cardi a hard time for the one line in the song "Walk," mm-hmm. where she says, "I don't cook, I don't clean," mm-hmm. right, and. Today, I saw a ton of memes mm. suggesting WAP isn't everything You don't cook, you don't clean That's why you didn't keep your You're name. trash for all those but, that said that exactly absolutely trash and the reason why is because let's let's keep it a real mm-hmm. book most most of y'all mamas can't cool because mm. i've had some. hello somebody and, <laughs> hello <laughs> and, church so let's just start the there you thought that stuff was good it's nasty mm-hmm. secondly mm-hmm. um no shade to our black women or women in general but a lot of women of a, of this particular generation aren't like they aren't like our parents. Right. They're not cooking. Right. And it's not just what they do. I think they can maintain a home. Mm-hmm. They can be domestic. Right. But I don't think if you're using cooking as and cleaning as a barometer to determine whether or not you want to be in a marriage, right. that is that is like should be almost the, the last thing on your right. list. And then lastly, it's like women of a particular pedigree are not cooking
1: and cleaning. Right. Themselves. Why Why does Cardi be cooking? Why?
0: Right. Let's 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 take your favorite TV mom that we celebrate. Right, First Princess Bel Air on V. Which one, the black one or the light skin um, one? Either one. <laughs> like and and even more light skin one, right? Because she was her job mm-hmm. was you know her job role shifted to be a stay-at-home mm-hmm. mom, homemaker and they still had a ship She never we never saw her cleaning never. and cooking the only time we ever saw on un- of black or light, the dark skin or light skin how about i say black <laughs> or white dark skin, <laughs> dark skin dark skin or light mm-hmm. skin is when they sisters came in town they did like thanksgiving yep. stuff That was the only time Jeffrey was not in there slaving in the kitchen. But otherwise, but I make that point to say we can celebrate the unveils of some of these other people of the world. But then we give Cardi P a hard time because she openly admits that she doesn't cook or clean. Like that doesn't mean that her house isn't taken care of. Like they just have chefs and nannies and whatever, whatever, whatever. Um. So I, I don't
1: don't know, bro. But
0: that's that's my yeah. I
1: think even within it to your point, like a lot of our black women are career women. Yeah. So like. you know, they getting degrees and running companies, and you know, doing all kind of stuff. You know what I am saying? So, like stuff, that yeah. was never. Uh, you know, when I, you know, thank God for my wife. God bless you. Um, uh, cooking was never like the thing uh, or a list, uh, or, or if I had a list of things that I wanted in a wife, cooking and cleaning were none of those things. And you know, none of those. My things. mom taught me how to cook and clean, so um, like that wasn't something that I even cared about. So although that said that um you need to come into 2020 um and out of the caveman period and realize that uh you probably won't ever get a woman uh <laughs> probably with that not, mindset
0: with that mindset and i i the, the one thing i will say and this is not to go into it is that good wop isn't enough right and what i and what i mean by that is not enough to be a wife but what i'm saying is it is not enough to necessarily stop a person from doing what they gonna do anyway because as much as because Cardi was very vocal about what she would do how she would please and all these other types of things and that gentleman decided to do what he wanted to do anyway anyway, right so i think it's a lesson to all of us Mm -hmm. right i don't care how how wet the is how strong your stroke game is like none of that is going to be enough for somebody who's not committed to the work of staying you know what i'm saying in a marriage so prayers up to them pray for um because the other thing about this like no matter how we look at them as celebrities that's a real black mm-hmm. family that just separated mm-hmm. they have a child mm-hmm. um so we definitely like i'm not going to trivialize their divorce and their breakup yeah. um but yeah prayers up to them prayers up to them and my brother offset man i don't know what else to say um Ooh, I feel like we're going deeper and deeper into the bottom of the bag. Breonna oh. Taylor's uh, family received a settlement of twelve million. Mm-hmm. Um, they did. Uh, her family settled a, a civil a civil suit, okay. <sighs> but. As, 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 as cool as that is mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. Her family never asked for money right. I mean I think the civil suit in most cases Did what it always does It it gives some type of reprieve mm-hmm. Because we also know that justice isn't probably Going to happen at all her. But at the same time like her killers are still They stay free. out
1: there going to the beach and you know Living it up and She dead like, I don't even know if they're
0: on administrative leave Mm-mm. They probably are but like you know what I'm saying? I don't know all the details of those murderers. But what I do know is that they they have not been convicted or prosecuted or anything. Not um not even simply arrested and detained. Mm-mm. Nothing. <laughs> um but you but you are flashing this um this settlement of money, as if it's going to appease the black community and appease her family. Right. No, we want we justice. want justice. Like pay them, they pay them, their coin. Deserve like, okay. yep. They deserve it. Okay, yeah, they deserve. Yeah, and still, and and also her boyfriend needs reparations too. Yes. Like let's just let's do mm-hmm. that. Um, but so give them their coin. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, administer justice to those police. Right,
1: officers. right, right. Like to me, it's it's really just publicity. It's really a because they mm-hmm. they want to push the headlines, and and usually in most cases, settlements aren't publicized. Mm -hmm. which i think that probably was in the settlement like oh we need to tell everybody
0: oh yeah we're gonna tell you how
1: much money y'all got and they wanted to publicize the fact that it was the largest settlement in you know louisville kentucky history in current terms i'm like okay so but that's clearly it's it's the i want to throw y'all and show y'all that you know excuse me that uh we giving her this money because we know y'all gonna be mad when no justice is served Mm-hmm. And we we nah. As Malcolm X, what Denzel said in the Malcolm X movie, no, we are not satisfied <laughs> uh, until uh, we receive justice. So I, you know, salute to our family. Speaking
0: speaking of that, totally off topic. Okay, I saw this picture. <laughs> okay, of this white man oh, Lord. who calls himself an ally, and he got a tattoo of Malcolm X on his forehead. Child. But Brian, mm-hmm. <laughs> the picture was Denzel. <laughs>
1: I need to see this. It was, Den-
0: I need to see it was this. Denzel Washington. I'm going to. Oh my God! Let me see if I find it to you? find it so I can send it to. You. It's Denzel Washington in like the Malcolm X like costume or whatever that he had in the whatever you want to call it in the movie? Uh, somebody posted it on Facebook when I when I find it, bro. I promise Please. you, I am sending it your let way. Me, let me
1: um, just talk about how Denzel Washington ruined. Not really ruined, but. Um, mm-hmm. People don't understand who Malcolm X, what he looks like because of Denzel Washington. <laughs> because of <laughs> Denzel Washington. I remember one time somebody on Facebook, you know, our friend Chris, who's been on the on the podcast, shouts out to Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, he had this picture, I guess, profile picture where he, you know, had glasses on and stuff like that. And some fool yeah. put in his comments, Oh, you look like a light skinned Malcolm X. I said, Um Yeah, he um, was light skinned. I think last <laughs> time I checked, Malcolm X was light skinned. Um, uh, here you go. Ciao. <laughs> send that to me I, I want to keep that in, for the records or the archives
0: I got you I got you like they that's what that's see that's the kind of stuff we don't <laughs> want white people let's pause for the calls. like your performative actions are not necessary then you end up looking
1: like a whole, a whole fool. fool he probably thought that is Denzel <laughs> the Washington <laughs> he probably said you know what? I'm, I'm gonna make a statement I'm gonna make a statement. statement. I'm gonna show you. I'm
0: gonna get. I'm gonna get the blackest man (laughs) that ever existed tattooed on my arm, just so that I can prove. No, if you don't get Malcolm Little, better known as Malcolm X, better known as El Haj Malik El Shabazz, uh, out of here, brother, you got the wrong man. You did. You missed all those names and went straight to Denzel. (laughs) Jesus the Christ. Mighty God. But no, um, we are definitely still praying, advocating, and fighting for justice um, for Breonna Taylor. Like It absolutely makes no sense that it's taking this Uh long. And part of the reason is because I can't remember that idiot's name, Mm -hmm. but the District Attorney of Kentucky is being considered for one of the supreme court seats under donald mm-hmm. trump um next term if he's successful so i think he's holding out this kind of stuff and not making any decisions mm-hmm. so that it will not affect the possibility of uh, his appointment to that seat so man you're trash for that yeah and everybody in louisville who has anything to do with who has any power all y'all are trash and you should be doing mm-hmm. better all right, last but not least, um, in the billboard this week, um, McDonald's oh, okay. has a new thing that has all the colored people going crazy. Oh, and not just the coloreds, but the saltines, the white people too, <laughs> right? They are out here going crazy over, over this what? Cactus Jack meal oh, that is named in honor of Travis Scott. So apparently mm-hmm. this is, you, you know how like Popeye's had the chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. And you know Wendy's did the spicy nuggets, okay. and and even McDonald's. You know back in the day, premiered with the McRib. <laughs> so you know you you, <laughs> you 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 know you think, oh, the cactus jack mm-hmm. is gonna be something new. No, it is just nothing new. It is simply Travis Scott's preferred or go-to meal when he goes to McDonald's. Now there's a few problems. Here. Okay, I want to know why this man with all this money. Mm-hmm goes to mcdonald's so often right (laughs) that he has like a regular meal Mm -hmm. two why are you i don't even eat mcdonald's why are you going to mcdonald's (laughs) okay (laughs) there's so many better burger joints
1: five guys
0: (laughs) right even if you just even if you kept it local (laughs) (sighs) so anyway but people were going crazy um so the sandwich here's the sandwich here's here's the meal Brian. it is a quarter pound with cheese Mm -hmm. and apparently he adds lettuce and bacon. Then you get a medium fry with barbecue sauce. Black folk been eating dipping our fries with barbecue years. sauce for years. <laughs> and then you get um, McDonald's Sprite, uh, crack infused Sprite. Have you ever had a Sprite from McDonald's?
1: Um, I have, it's crisp.
0: Okay, no, and that thing is crack. <laughs> That, that is the strongest Sprite I don't know what syrup and carbonation mix McDonald's uses But that Sprite from McDonald's Will probably cure cancer I don't know what's in that stuff But but that's the meal bro It's nothing special But anyway people have been going crazy At these McDonald's And I think at one particular location Travis Scott showed mm-hmm. up And he was over there signing breasts And kissing oh. babies And touching dogs And all, all <laughs> kind of stuff And yeah So y'all quit acting stupid over the Travis Scott meal. If you want a quarter pounder with bacon and lettuce, just request Bart. a quarter pounder with bacon and lettuce and get you some barbecue sauce to dip your fries in. Like, if you want to get fancy, dip it in some mayo. Get you a little ketchup and add some hot sauce to it. Mm. Like, you ain't like, ain't nothing special nothing. about this meal. Right. For this, this little $6 meal, y'all going nuts. Right. I think it's the pandemic. I'm going bl- to blame it on Rona. Rona has has it's changed people's minds. Yeah. If you, it has struck again yeah. So um, I, that's that's it for me, bro You ready to move into uh, this good old living room conversation? Let's go
1: into the couch.
0: Let's go into it So y'all know what to do Grab you a drink Grab your snack Grab your water Whatever you're gonna do And we're gonna head right into the living room Let's go
1: All right, here we are in the living room, and I'm excited about this topic because, um, I you know I really want to repent and ask for forgiveness to my aunties, my uncles, my grandma, my mama. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was a young kid, and I you know things weren't going what I thought would be my way. Um, mm-hmm. and I would say you know the dumbest thing ever, and say you know I, whew, I can't wait till I get grown. I can be out of this house oh my god Uh, didn't we all say that retarded statement uh, so mom grandma uncle Louie uh all y'all I apologize (laughs) (laughs) because what I found out you know uh you know being an adult is is one of the most you know ghettoest things (laughs) I've ever had to endure or experience in my life it is
0: the biggest scam ever created
1: (laughs) oh <laughs> so it, it's you know it's just i just i don't know it, it, I, you know you, i think i don't know if the pandemic has kind of um uh, increased my level of just frustration with adulting mm-hmm. but you know it's it's here what what about you I, you know i've had a long disdain mm-hmm. for adulting ever
0: since um i think i was introduced to it freshman <laughs> year while i was still a child <laughs> Well, my mama found out I had any form of a refund check. Lord. Lord, money stopped coming. <laughs> she was like, uh-uh. You, this is what you need to do. You need to do this and you need to do that. I was like, woman, I am 18. I am not trying to be that responsible At right all. now. And as I got older, um, the level of responsibility just kept coming. I do think the only benefit to adulting is the level of, I guess freedom, mm-hmm. and I'm saying that very lightly, right. that you have to be able to kind of do what you want. Mm-hmm. But when I tell you I would take the luxury of staying at my mom's house listen. and not paying bills and not having to cook, and the only thing I gotta worry about is going to school and making
1: decent grades. Right. It was it was that easy. I can't believe, I think, the thing that made me say dumb stuff like that was really just not wanting to like clean up my room and you know listen to simple tasks.
0: Right, and the fact that I had to be home by a certain time or I couldn't do certain things, yeah, it was... Renfrew. Because I think my youngest son, Mm -hmm. Jayden, we were driving around and he wanted... I can't remember what he asked for Mm -hmm. and I was just like, no. Mm -hmm. He said, oh, I can't wait till I grow up. And I was like, (laughs) don't you wish that on yourself? (laughs) You don't want that. You don't want these problems. (laughs) These big boy problems over here. (laughs) You don't want those kind of issues. You do not want those kind of issues, but no, adulting definitely um, is a scam, and I think we have to be—if I'm be honest—a little more responsible in the ways in which we kind of communicate with our children Mm -hmm. and nieces and nephews Mm -hmm. about what life is going um, to bring. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because what I thought adulting was versus what it Mm -hmm. is it's totally different. So I grew up believing that, oh, I'm just gonna be carefree. And you know, I go to this little job and I make, you know, in my mind, tons of money. (laughs) And you know, yeah, I knew that like my parents paid like a mortgage and stuff, but I didn't know how much anything Mm -hmm. costs. I'm just like, yeah, you like clearly we're still living here. You're paying bills. And you know, now that I'm here, I'm like, shoot, why is rent so high? And Why is my light bill so, turn them lights off. Matter (laughs) of fact, Two lights on behind me. One of them need to be off now. Right, you know. So like, no. The whole comparison of what it was versus what it mm-hmm. is is kind of, I don't want to say mind-boggling, but it's it's definitely it's shocking. like shocking once you really step into the real world and you are kind of like off off your mama's tits. So to, <laughs> right, so, right. To sp- so to speak. Like it's 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 mad different. It's totally
1: different. I, like I think even the smallest statements like make sense now. Like you 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 know. I don't know what kind of households you you grew up in um but you might be able to relate if you grew up in a black household <clears throat> um you cannot you must must not touch the thermostat or the <laughs> do not touch the thermostat because you know Oh, don't you touch that thermostat. do not do it <laughs> but i understand because once you touch that thermostat your, your bill just goes high
0: super high
1: so i understand stuff like that but it's really you know i think when growing up you know i did not understand I, again i don't think it was really expressed to me um like what it all entailed and Mm -hmm. you know i know my mom used to always say stuff like you know i wasn't my mom was not did not allow me to have a job in high school so i know a lot of people who worked um who had jobs but then they had cars and stuff like that and my mom was like no you can't have a job all i want you to do is focus on education uh, and just have fun like play basketball enjoy your high school days um just be a kid and like, I just was like, you know, I still can get a job, but I was just like, I don't want to just be a kid because, you know, I ain't got no money. I said, I want a job. I want to do all these things. Um, and I really just wanted, like I said, freedom. I, if Those that know me know I do not really care for like authority. Um, so I just don't like being told what to do. None of that stuff. So Mighty God. like, but I don't think my mom really told me like what adulting was going to be. Um, mm-hmm. Like, So it was when I, when it came down to it, I, I said same thing with you. I thought like you know, you just go to work, get your little paycheck. You know what I'm saying? You come mm-hmm. and pay these bills, and you have money to just you know money to spare. Uh, but I remember one time, I think my mom was like, um, <laughs> uh, I think I wanted something, and uh, I was like, Hey, mom, you know, can I get X, Y, Z? And she was like, Yeah, I ain't got no money. And I, and I was like, But you just got paid today, like what? <laughs> you Just got paid today. <laughs> How you not have money, and you just got paid today. Like somebody lying. But now I get it.
0: <laughs> no, I, I definitely get it, and that was the same thing. I used to, I used to always know my mom's payday, mm-hmm. like the, the every two week type of thing. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I'm like, what you mean? and even to like simple stuff we see it in memes today, like we I ain't got no McDonald's money,
1: food is at you the house. You got
0: <laughs> McDonald's money? You do. I know you do. Like one time, I'm ma- I'm gonna tell you this story. My mama claimed she didn't have no birthday cake money. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted, Brian, mm-hmm. an ice cream cake. I think for my maybe tenth, eleventh birthday mm-hmm. or something Bougie. like that. You I fancy. was a, I was a kid. I wanted it. Fancy. Woman of God wasn't going to no Baskin robbers and getting no thirty dollar <laughs> cake. You know what she did? She cooked. <laughs> she got a box cake. Now she made it, but it was out of, you know, it was a box. Okay. She put it in two separate, you know, pans mm-hmm. so it could be, you know, you know, the two sides. And she took a <laughs> She took a not a not not a tub but a box of Kroger Uh, brand ice cream. Yeah,
1: because it was was a square. (laughs) Okay, okay.
0: (laughs) she broke that box down. (laughs) She took cake number one, put it on the table, put didn't even melt the ice cream, put the (laughs) box in the middle, (laughs) stuck the other cake on top, threw that jungle back in the freezer, (laughs) and pulled it out for me. I said, What is this (laughs) ice cream cake? She said, It's ice cream cake. I looked at that thing and it was so funny she couldn't do nothing but less she knew she but she knew that how terrible terrible I said mama I could have just quit me a scoop of ice cream next to this cake for this uh, but it was in that moment mm-hmm. that I actually learned to take like a cup mm-hmm. and do like cake ice cream cake ice cream and like finesse me some ice cream right. cake but no, it was but it's things like that that I understand because there are moments where in adulting, mm-hmm. right? As a kid, I didn't get it. But like when my kids would ask for my kids would act like my kids bougie. Okay. So Josh will tell you right now, his favorite food is calamari. Mm. As a nine year old. Sophisticated <laughs> right? palate. Uh right, right. Sophisticated palate. We like we <laughs> we all about exposure <laughs> over here. Um, but no, like, but they also love like seafood boy. Like Josh loves seafood. All things mm-hmm. seafood. So we go to Juicy Crab and places like mm-hmm. that. So there was a time I was like, you know what? I'm gonna learn how to do this. And I did it. And like the last few times we've had like seafood uh-huh. boil, like I've cooked, okay. it. I I found the Juicy Crab recipe. You know, some people, some real good chefs out here that didn't, you know, figured out what those, what the, <laughs> what those flavors are. And, we, and it tastes like almost identical to Juicy oh, Crab, sure. right? So like, I, I get it why our parents did it sometimes. Right. And it wasn't always because they were cheap, but they were always, I think in times, looking out for the long term, mm-hmm. right? So like, I me not having McDonald's money doesn't mean that no, I can't afford your little $5 happy meal, mm-hmm. but what it does mean for a family of five, mm-hmm. I'm not about to spend $30 at McDonald's. Well, right. like I can go take $30 in Kroger and buy you, I can buy you hamburgers for the next three weeks mm-hmm. with $30, you know what I'm saying? So like, I, I mm-hmm. get it. Now, was I any less frustrated as a kid? Oh, absolutely not. Right. Well, absolutely not. But now, as an adult, I get it and I understand partly, Mm -hmm. right, why they did some of the things that they did, or why my mama would go to Popeyes and get a whole bucket of chicken, uh, (laughs) but she didn't feel like cooking, and I didn't want no bucket of chicken. But you know, it was what we needed to do to survive the next couple of days Mm -hmm. um, or things like that. I think. I mean, I think our parents did the best that they
1: could. Right. 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 And I think it was the right thing. Uh, In most cases, I think it was the right thing. Um, But it's just, it's like the like i said the, the thirty dollars you can you can make some spaghetti for like ten dollars listen and listen. that thing what the 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 if you want to go cheap with it right so you get the what the pasta is a dollar the turkey mm-hmm. or the, that or ten, the for ten. That? <laughs> 10 for 10. What you say? 10 for 10. <laughs> uh-huh. so you can get the, the pasta is about a dollar two dollars um the meat depending on if you get turkey or you know beef or whatever you want that's about we'll say about you get that beef but you get that 70 percent lean so it's, it's 239. <laughs> $2. <laughs> So that's what five dollars. We'll say five dollars, two dollars, three dollars. Mm-hmm. So you can feed a whole family and stretch. It. You can give. You can buy some garlic bread, the frozen garlic bread. You can buy some mm-hmm. mushrooms or whatever you want. To throw up in there or whatever for like ten dollars. Now, if
0: you from this, now you from. I'm from. If you are gonna cook the spaghetti, you need to fry some chicken or some, some fish, fish to, go the, <laughs> to go on the side. Don't you be putting those spaghetti to my wedding? I'm gonna be asking you where the meat is. You are gonna say in the spaghetti? Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh-uh. uh.
1: <laughs> so, so fish to you is is a is a, uh, is a uh, the spaghetti is a side.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, as I will let me. Okay. Yes, ultimately, okay. as an adult, mm-hmm. it has become an entree because I do most of the cooking. Mm-hmm. So there are times where I know I can make it fast, mm-hmm. like you said, it'll stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially like when I was in grad school, like spaghetti, that's at least two dinners, at least at least two nights of right. dinner, right? Uh, and two lunch and all that kind of stuff. So like. Yes, but, t- but my mom was, like, straight up old school South. So it don't matter how tired she was. She cooks spaghetti, she frying some chicken. Or she frying some fish. And she cooks good <laughs> go fish. And there's some slaw on the side. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. I mean, and that could have literally been, bro, a Wednesday night mm-hmm. dinner. Um, but, yeah, man, like, I think I, we, we understand why they did what they did but that does not mean that we always liked it. Mm-hmm. And I think that just kind of leads us into this concept of adulting, like now that we're in mm-hmm. it. Like, again, some of the things that I like is being able to have the freedom that I long for as an right, adult. Right, right. I mean, as a child, like I appreciate, right? The ability to get up and go and to right. do, but it comes with a lot of um, prerequisites, right? So for me to be able to get up and go, like to have a car, I gotta have a job, right. which means that I have to work, mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. to do all these other things that I don't feel like At doing, all. dealing with white people when I don't want to feel At like all. dealing with them and <laughs> all these other types of things. Um, dealing with police officers, mm-hmm. right? Especially in this climate. Like as an adult, like my experience, well, let me not take that back because even shoot, ch- Tamir Rice is an example. Children right. have <laughs> have interactions. But you know, as an adult though, it's more likely because I could literally just be driving mm-hmm. and if I see a police officer, it is the looking in my rearview mirror Mm. for the next mile and a half, two, three miles, seeing if I'm being followed. Like those are fears as an adult that I didn't have as a child. Um, Having to pay rent every month. Um, (sighs) while While I understand that I have to pay for where I live, like the fact that, I gotta do it. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> it's something that I don't like. You know what I'm saying? And then when you talk about the thermostat, like, it's, it, we live in Georgia. It gets hot. Right. So sometimes I want to put that thermostat on 70, mm-hmm. 69, whatever it is. But I also know when I look at that bill next listen, month, and that joint is $400. Islands, like, we going to cut on some fans and I'm going to sit in this house in my drawers. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> whatever it takes to stay cool um but like what are some of the things you dislike about adulthood
1: Uh, most of the stuff that you said um it's um i think the the stress of responsibility um okay so you're a husband right and you are an involved husband and you are a father i try to be and you are a father i try to be (laughs) and you are an involved father right uh-huh. so being an involved father an involved husband and then also doing like other things like extracurricular activities and stuff like that um yeah. it comes with like a certain level of like stress and like pressure to mm-hmm. continue to be um all things to all people at sometimes uh-huh. um yes. and then um not dropping the ball you know what i mean so it's like that mm-hmm. pressure of uh like i say like you know marriage and like fatherhood or parenthood is like you can't take a day off you know what i mean like you want to take it oh yeah off, there are no days but you yeah. can't take a day off because if you take
0: it's like the nyquil commercial like there are no days off of parents right, right? there's no
1: there's no yeah. off days so i think that's the thing that i did not realize or took for granted was the fact of like that stress that everyday pressure of you know you know providing for and this is not just providing you know financially but providing you know emotional intelligence and mm-hmm. you know being there for my wife and you know caring about feelings and you know recognizing when she's feeling a certain way so all those different yeah. pressures and stress um that's like a, that comes with adulting but even certain levels of, of adulting um, but even if you were like single there's still like pressure to you know just um i think there's like a meme that says you know the pressure to be on time for work and work out and text friends back and um eat right you know and that pressure of just doing all of those things is definitely something that can wear down or you know beat you down or you know we talk about it usually in like black men self-care but it's yeah it's that's a real thing is the 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 stress and the anxiety that comes with just being an adult and being a um not just being an adult, being a, a, what we consider a responsible adult, right? Making the decisions to do the quote-unquote right things is a certain mm-hmm. level of pressure and stress that I just really do not like. Um, and,
0: I th- and I think part of that too comes from like almost, and everybody was raised different, mm-hmm. like it has different backgrounds, but kind of what we respond to in pressures is partly indicative of how we were raised, mm-hmm. maybe what we had, and maybe in some cases what we did not right. have, right? Because I remember, on the Daddy's issues episode, you and Chris specifically talked through um like Chris, you know his outlook of being a future mm-hmm. dad and you kind of stepping into the newness of fatherhood right. kind of operating in this space of I know what I did not right. have, so I also know what I want to do, mm-hmm. and sometimes that pressure kind of makes you in some ways like do a lot right right and not that that's a bad mm-hmm. thing, right, but because you are so fixated on like I like Brooklyn won't have my experience. Right, right, right. And I'm gonna make sure blah 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 blah. And I think the same thing I me. Mean, like I had a really I had a really good dad. So it's almost like, okay, how can I be you know like jb (laughs) 2.0 and i think sometimes it is an unfair pressure that we put on ourselves as adults Mm -hmm. whether it is positive influence or i don't necessarily want to call it negative influence but like whatever the influence is and us trying to be better than Mm -hmm. or overcompensate or live up to the standard i remember um RIP Bill Cosby but I remember <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember the Cosby show there's an episode where and it and it ended in comedic relief mm-hmm. when um he cliff and um uh, Theo were having a conversation, doing a monopoly money. Oh, yeah. He was saying he wanted to be a regular person, <laughs> blah 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 blah, yeah. and all these different kind of things. And the conversation ended basically with Theo saying, I, "You know, why can't I? May not ever be a doctor. I may not right, be a lawyer, right, like right. no, Why can't you love me for me?" And although you know, in the moment he was like, "That's the most obvious thing, I've, thing ever <laughs> heard. I've ever heard," you know. But at the end of the conversation, he also fixed it. it was like, "Hey, you don't have to be us, mm-hmm. but it also doesn't mean that you have to be mediocre." Right. And I think. Uh, that is a conversation that we did, that we don't have often enough. Mm-hmm in the black
1: community because right, right,
0: right. Uh, i think because we we talk about the black tax and i think as a lot of times as children mm-hmm. we are pressured to be the best right and we have to work three times yep. as hard and while i believe a lot of that is still true right, right, especially right, right. to compete mm-hmm. i also think what it does is it ingrains in us this kind of false responsibility mm-hmm. that we have to consistently live life like that even within our own communities mm-hmm. and in our relationships so while yes i do have to compete to be Better than my white counterparts. I shouldn't have to fight, you know, for love at home. Right. I shouldn't have to fight, right. you know, do all these extra things to be the best dad or the best. I should be able to just be the best version of Josh, mm-hmm. continue to learn and grow. Like, I don't ever want to stay like right, right, stagnant right. or mediocre, but at the same time, not feel this pressure. And I think as children, like those kind of lessons weren't explained. Mm-hmm. And it's often, um, uh, it's often masked with just do what I'm telling you. Right. Or just listen. Exactly. You know, or, or, or this one right there. But it's like me and Ashley are really trying our best mm-hmm. to raise emotionally intelligent children. Mm-hmm. So some things, we tell Josh and we just had a conversation with Josh, some things what i tell you as your parent is my expectation mm-hmm. so if i do say go clean your room ain't there is no why right. like boy go clean like <laughs> go clean your room right, like right. that's like there, there is no deep you know philosophical moment there is no emotional like we ain't got to go through all that negro go clean your right. room um but there are other moments in which right I could ask him to do something and um, and I stop and explain it. Right, right? Right. I need him to understand why he's doing mm-hmm. it, why I'm telling you to do this. Like when he first started taking out the trash, like the first conversation you had was this bill's responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I may be the parent also because I didn't work in high school either. Mm-hmm. So I probably will also be the parent that won't allow no, my children to all. have a job. And if they do, it's going to be super, mm-hmm. super limited or super focused on like their future, you know, whatever. So, you know, but I had to explain to him you know even though i didn't give him this much but in my mind while you may not have a job or may not have a job in the future as a as a teenager you will have responsibility right. you will know how to clean up you will know how to take care of things you will know how to manage the little money that i do give mm-hmm. you so um, all those type of things i do think sometimes the generation before us missed the mark and kind of preparing right. us for what adulthood was more so than they just kind of, they gave us a lot of life skills mm-hmm. without a lot of real preparation
1: to really use those life right, skills. Right, right. And, and, and to your point, like I think the the thing that I hated about being like a, a, a kid, you know, and then, you know, that did not prepare me for adulthood was really like the explanation of the why. <clears throat> Excuse me. Cause if I asked like why, it'd be like, you know, Cause I said, so, you know, cause I, cause I said, so, so. Yeah. And it's, you know, and I think some of those things and some of those conversations that could have been had, that kind of could have made adulting easier. Um, and like some of the, uh, uh, the, the feeling of needing to perform, uh, uh, could have been explained of like, you know, you do this because of that. And, um, mm-hmm. it may not make sense to you now but in the future it's going to make sense and this is why it's right. going to make sense um so i think that's some of the you know some of this stuff I think could have been could have made things a little bit easier or, or or better um i think another thing i, I really dislike about um uh I've something i do like about adult, let me say that um and i don't know if you know i do things as an adult because i couldn't do them as like a as a kid okay so i do dumb. i <laughs> I do thumbs stuff like just opening all the boxes of cereal <laughs> because I just want yeah. because I can. Got like five boxes of cereal, <laughs> all over. of them. I'm opening all these boxes of cereal. I'm not waiting to eat this other box of cereal <laughs> because that was not done. Like, right? You ain't, you ain't about to tell me what cereal I cannot open up in my house. So mm-hmm. uh, I do st- stupid stuff like that, or you know, leave shoes around the house because can't nobody tell me, you know, not to do it. But then I didn't realize that I get married and then your spouse tells you. Can you move your Don't shoes? Leave those
0: shoes? Get
1: those <laughs> shoes. I can't win. I thought I, I, I was you can't grown. Win.
0: You know, I I do the same thing. Like with growing up, my mom would not let us like fall asleep on the mm-hmm. couch. Like. You could probably like lay like on the corner, <laughs> but like on my couch now, I like lay down wow. on that Joker, ain't going full nap mode. And I, I don't know if part of that is just rebellion, mm-hmm. but it, this is my, my house. house. This is my couch. These are my right. rules. And what's funny is like when my grandmother would visit and my kids would have their feet in the couch. Get your feet out that couch. Blah 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 blah. blah. And I'm like, we put our feet in the couch. Like I don't. But but like something like the kid in me rises up. It was like.
1: You heard your granddaughter say, "Get your feet on." Right, your right, because most people would say, "You know, you don't put your you do you put your feet on the couch at home." And if they if and if like, they said, "Yeah," then it'd be like <laughs> it'd be back talking. Like,
0: and my kids are the kids who will be like, "Yeah," and then when they get popped, they be like, "Why get you popping? I just answered the, I just answered the question. But I didn't know. I think I didn't think about it like that. I think some of the things that we probably do, we probably do subconscious in this kind of rebellion, almost mm-hmm. to what we could not do. Um as children but one of the things i really want to like dig into a little bit about adulting is the process of unlearning mm-hmm. stuff like the stuff that was just wrong mm-hmm. um and some stuff was just dumb and right, wrong, right right like it was against the law to drive with the light.
1: like who <laughs> like i want to know because like, and that's the that's the funny thing i think the funny thing is what well, light on in the car Like i love about black culture um because we we got some rules we have some rules and I guarantee you in our, in our friend group, we got people from Atlanta. We got somebody from Asher's from what? Uh, Minnesota, St. Paul. Uh, I'm from California. My wife's from Virginia. Uh, the homeboy Marcus is, where is he? We don't know where he's from. He's from either South Carolina one day. <laughs> he's from South Carolina and Atlanta. Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, in our, in our friend group, uh, and then even the you know, some of your college friends too, I'm sh- pretty sure, or most black people we know, we're going to have the same stories. And I don't understand where, that you cannot drive with the light on or it's illegal it's
0: where illegal. did that
1: come from like i had, it's annoying it, yeah it is it is it's you know <laughs> like no one wants to do that but i don't understand where you know it was illegal
0: yeah because like today i thought it was funny because i actually thought about it today i was what was i doing i was getting oh oh, oh, oh. so i stopped and um stopped by an at ATM mm-hmm. to deposit um some cash and uh i was putting my uh putting my car back in my wallet and as i drove off because it was dark mm-hmm. i put i cut on a little mm-hmm. light and i just kind of laughed to myself internally put my car back in my wallet and moved and moved on and i say, like it's annoying mm-hmm. because like that light is just in it's your just face while you're driving and it's dark and it's just there mm-hmm. but who said it was illegal and i and, and wasn't and like and there's another thing i don't think children one to not necessarily touch it and turn it on
1: until you told us. Right, <laughs> we couldn't, <laughs> I, and I think that's the truth though, because I think you know, because my mom, my mom had a Nissan Sentra when we were growing up, uh, so there was that light like, in the back of the you know in the back of the car, and I used to just you know turn it on just to see you know just some shit like turn it off, turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> It's illegal, I you know, and I, I always want to know like why is it illegal? And I think I I think I googled it when I got older. <laughs> and figured out that it just isn't. It is not. It is that not. A lie. And I just and I think so many
0: things that we un. I mean, some of the trivial things that we unlearn. Um, you know, even like my my mom is a stickler for ain't no white after Labor Day. <laughs> you putting on Ivory. bone bone, that bone that's, what it, that's what it is, bone. <laughs> you know and. And she just but she just but that's how she grew mm-hmm. up right and she holds on to it. and she taught me right. that so so and to this day i still struggle right? putting on like I'm of course like not all white right, right? but like like white, white white like i'm like i'm not buying no white sweat. that's a spring sweater if it's white <laughs> <Like> just, <laughs> you know so like but some of those things i really struggle and i'm trying to unlearn because i know that. Culture has shifted. Mm -hmm. Times have Mm -hmm. changed. Like every, you know, things have just shifted in the way that we do things, and you know, just how we navigate school, how we navigate Mm -hmm. work. Like I remember one time I was telling my mom that I was going to look for a new job. She was like, "You just started this one last year." I said, "Okay," (laughs) and I need more money, and blah blah blah. And she, but she comes from a generation, right? She's been on her current job almost twenty years, or a little over twenty years, or something like Mm -hmm. that now. And I mean, she she makes good money. She be getting these bonuses now, and there's an empty nester, you know, woman of God out here doing shopping sprees, and all these other kind of things. You know, and I get the benefits of longevity, but I also understand like a lot of times why when you waited five years for a promotion, right. I can get it in probably another year and a half, mm-hmm. because I can go somewhere, build this experience here, right. go somewhere else, and market myself in a way that, not that you couldn't, but you probably did not want right, to. Right. And I think those are like concepts that we have to not necessarily pass down to the generation you don't want to look flimsy on your resume right. but at the same time you don't want to sit in a space where you're undervalued, mm-hmm. you're underappreciated. If uh, you got people coming in off the street, you know what I'm saying, getting hired above you and you've been there Work. 10 years right. like absolutely mm-hmm. not. And I can just go somewhere else and I can start at a manager spot or a
1: supervisor mm-hmm. spot or a director spot mm-hmm. or
0: you know what, I'm saying, what whatever it is. So I think the process of unlearning as an adult while uncomfortable mm-hmm. It is necessary. Right, 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 I
1: agree with that. Um, <clears throat> I think the, you know, what the, the interesting thing is, uh, like, okay, so, and a perfect example is, uh, you know, there was a time where, you know, we did a lot of online church. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the, 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 the older saints was like, you can't have church online and, you got to be in the lord's house and even like mm-hmm. you know old stuff like you know you got to wear a suit to church and stuff like that and uh you know as an adult i was like I ain't, I ain't doing none of that and then uh you know now a lot of the stuff that they thought like you know was just impossible they were re- re- kind of being required to do uh i know you mm-hmm. know when it used to become like i used to, to late to church all the time uh, <laughs> it just was what it is what it is and then uh i know my mom would always be like. You, you are you like are you like your job? And I was like, well, technically, <laughs> technically, yeah. <Yes. laughs> I roll in that joke
0: fifteen minutes later. Listen,
1: you know, because nowadays, you know, it, it has changed. It's like more like flex scheduling. So mm-hmm. you get there when you get there. Um, usually, you know, you don't disrespect the time. Uh, but you get there when you get there, and you leave when you leave. You know what I'm saying? But I think some of those things where you know, it, oh, because I leave. Right? Listen, listen. <laughs> I, I don't care what time I get there. I'm leaving, and I'm still taking an hour lunch. I'm doing
0: all. I'm things. taking an
1: hour lunch, and my lunch don't start till I got my food.
0: My, my lunch don't start till I start eating. So then <laughs> Coast, I said, oh, "Now lunch has began."
1: All of that, uh, but uh, and it, but you know, the funny thing is, you know, yeah, you know, I've never been punctual uh even as like a kid or whatever but like the funny thing is my mom when i was younger would always be like oh when you get a job when you get older you can't do that sorry mama i can, <laughs> I, can. I can i can do, do those things, things. but yeah, i think you know uh, but but the thing is, i think it, that was is you know punctuality is a, is a thing that we need to do we need to have um, oh yeah absolutely so it was, it was good but like, that, i think that's an example of how like times change and like nowadays even though punctuality is important Uh, In certain settings, and certain circumstances, it's not as important as it used to be. Uh, So I think that's that's kind of an interesting uh, example of, you know, how time has changed uh, with some of those rules that they impose Mm -hmm. on us.
0: And I think to their credit, too, like some of the rules that they impose was because how they had to navigate. Mm -hmm. life, Right. So like for our parents, probably they had to be at work at eight. Had to be. And if they were late, they probably did get. Um, I'm gonna use the old school word, some demerits <laughs> <laughs> on, on their records, right? right? But for, like you said, for us, like the the last job I was in, um, you know, I asked what was my start time, and he was like, you know, some people get here around like seven, eight, others get here about nine, but nobody's, everybody. He was like, everybody's in the office by nine exactly. So in my mind, I was like, I need to be about as nine. long as I'm here by nine
1: thirty. <laughs> That was my thing,
0: um, and and there were days where I got there like at eight, right? Because I knew I had a big day, mm-hmm. and or I I know I needed to leave like at five, mm-hmm. so I'm getting there at eight, so I can crunch it out. And then there were days I'm like, I'm gonna sleep in, right? Because my boys go to school well at the time. Uh, like I've always had the the pleasure of kind of sleeping in or going back to sleep because my boys either went to school literally five minutes from the mm-hmm. house, or now they go to the same school that Asher works right. at, so. I don't take them to school, so I would wake up to help prepare mm-hmm. them, and then get back into bed and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So if I can get another, if be like, you I can get another hour of sleep in More. and still get to work by nine thirty. Like there, are, there are many days I chose to do that, but like our parents didn't have that luxury. Mm-hmm. But I think for us, when you tell us we're salary, we like unlike our parents or I'm just only really going to throw it on our parents, but just previous generations, right? Instead of just accepting what, go okay, oh, salary means I don't have to clock in. No, salary means is that because I don't now that I can't get uh overtime right it comes with these benefits of having like flex time mm-hmm. flexible hours and if you if you want me to be able to be on the clock in a sense almost Twenty four seven because that's kind of what they expect that is what salary. It is, yep. Then at the same time, there are there are ways in which I need to be able to be very flexible mm-hmm. in how I work and when I work. So that means that there will be a day I'm going to come in at nine thirty mm-hmm. and I might leave at four thirty, right. and I would have taken a whole hour. But when I get home, I also might respond to an email at ten p.m. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, or push out, finish out some report mm-hmm. at nine thirty. You know what I'm saying? Because the client just asked for it, or you know, or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? So I think that they gave us rules and regulations based on how they had to navigate life mm-hmm. without thinking toward the future. Right. And what I'm trying to be cognizant of is that I don't know what, let me see, Josh is nine and in 10 years he'll be 19. So that'll be 23. I don't know what 2030, I hope 2030 is nothing like 20. the, the trash that is 2020. But, I don't know what 2030 and beyond looks like, but what I do know is that I want to be able to just give him really good character, him and Jaden, really good character building skills, uh, some technical skills, what they call soft skills, so that they can navigate any area no matter what the changes are. Right. So to your point, even at Morehouse, they taught us, you know, to be early is to be on time. Mm-hmm. To be on time is to be late, and to be late is unacceptable. And I think that that definitely has a place, definitely. right? You don't want to go to a job interview right at nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. You kind of want to be there at eight fifty, you know, a little bit before. Even with your doctor's appointment, right? Your appointment's at five. Like the doctor can call you back at five if you get in there at exactly. five, right? So I think there are times where punctuality is important, but I also think that there are times and spaces where, like, especially if we're, go- I'm the person, mm-hmm. especially if we're going out. If you tell me your event, if it's just an event, we just kicking and it's and it's not a surprise, or I ain't got to be there. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me start at ten, don't you look for me to at least in Because right. number one, I'm want to make an interest
1: on <laughs> <That's>, trons,
0: <laughs> uh, in trons, come here regime. Um, so that's number one. Um, but seriously, number two, I also understand. Black, I think I saw a meme that said, if you ever get to a black folk event earlier, you have now become a part of the setup Western. crew. Cause we ain't starting that thing on ah. <laughs> That thing ain't starting on time. So unless you got food, like, you know, we was over your house mm-hmm. for Labor Day. I came there with my side dishes ready. The man of God is still grilling food. <laughs> Lauren is setting up the table. <laughs> and it's like and it's cool. Like we want not tripping, but at the same time, like it's just and I don't know, maybe it's a culture mm-hmm. thing, but I think there are just ways that we have to be able to allow people to be flexible right. and to um, not be so rigid in how we live mm-hmm. and how we operate. Mm-hmm. And I think going into adulthood, that's how we approach right. it because we saw our parents live this very rigid mm-hmm. and structure and scheduled and boom, 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 boom type of life. When in reality, like now I understand, my mom and daddy was winging Listen, the whole listen. time. It just looked real put together to right. me, but they were winging right.
1: Yeah. And and that's the, I was gonna say the same thing. I think, you know, um, from the outside looking in, it felt like my mom just was, she had a plan, but I, I know Mm -hmm. as an adult now, like, even though you may have a plan, like life is going to pretty much tell you like F your plans, you
0: F your plan. That's what Corona did to all of us. All of us.
1: Um, and I think when, you know, um, but I think that's the kind of dope thing I think we're, even in our generation is like the level of flexibility where we've kind of learned, um, to where when things do change you know like you got to be able to kind of you know transition with whatever is changing or whatever's going on in life right now so i think that's that's kind of interesting um yeah i'm trying to think what else what else was it like that you know in terms of adulting that i feel like uh can
0: i add one that one that i don't what? like it's insurance oh on every level it now that is the biggest, scam, the biggest of adulting. scam if i ain't never i pay you money on top of money Every month, hundreds of dollars. My car insurance is gonna hit my account tomorrow. Tomorrow, well, today, as you're Mm -hmm. listening, it's the 17th. (laughs) It comes out every month on the 17th. It is. I ain't been in an accident in about five, six years, (laughs) Um, and none of the accidents I ever been. I've only been in two, and they were both neither one of them were my Mm -hmm. fault. but I pay these these premiums every month. every month. Even with my health insurance, through my job, we pay these premiums every month. And they're still. I, then I gotta pay you a deductible mm-hmm. to access the money that I've been pouring into every single m- month. Like, it is the hugest scam mm-hmm. ever invented. Ever. And the fact that they become, and here's the, here's the, here's the racism okay, piece. Okay, go for it. It's always <laughs> right? a good time to talk about racism. <laughs> Right, always is a good time to talk about racism. Um, fact that they become barriers to for us to access mm-hmm. necessities, right. healthcare, mm-hmm. right? People like, I know there's like, the African American community is disproportionately affected by a lot of diseases Mm -hmm. because of the lack of access that we have to health care, which means that we don't get treated for certain diseases. because baby, I can't afford to go to the doctor, right? right. Right? And even with car insurance, like we find out if somebody gets into an accident, you know, God forbid, then they run the risk of going to jail because they were driving without insurance Mm -hmm. so they get arrested because they couldn't afford it. Or they only have liability because that's all they can. Exactly. You know, even even with your homes and what you rent and things like that. people find themselves in terrible situations, Mm -hmm. you know, natural disasters or whatever, and they didn't have insurance to cover their items because they just can't afford the extra hundred dollars a month or whatever. And like, and what is affordable is relative. So I don't want people to say, oh, renters insurance is only $30 a month, but like that 30th check, Mm -hmm. I gotta pay rent, Mm -hmm. I gotta pay utilities, I gotta pay this, Mm -hmm. if I got kids, like, so that $30, like we just talked about how $30 can be a meal, like three, four meals, right? So that 30 dollars legit could be the difference between me paying renters right. and insurance and me having food
1: the rest of right, the week right. and in most cases like you said when it comes to insurance it's really a just-in-case thing like even though it's it's important and it's so uh, yeah like I'm, now that's the thing i'm not saying don't have it it's just a scam right it's 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 <laughs> just in case something happens and, think, and yeah. oftentimes nothing ever happens and speaking of scams while we're talking about it uncle sam <laughs> you are trash these taxes that y'all take out taxes taxes oh, I don't t- are trash like like you just take money like i work hard for this and you just take it before i even get and it. if you feel like you didn't take enough you take more during
0: tax season i owe you more owe you more
1: <laughs> i pay i pay taxes monthly whenever i get paid right and then when you know you feel like you didn't take enough from me earlier like that is like the most upsetting thing and then they tell you if you have kids your, your, your tax check is bigger it, no i still owe money no
0: <laughs> I got
1: two cross statues and I still owe no. money because we went up into we went up in our tax bracket, it, right? And, and that's another thing. Like when you the, you get successful, like I, you know, you get successful. The more you get success, then the more money they take. And then mm-hmm. although you're making more money, it feels like you're not making more money because they're taking more taxes. So it's, taxes is trash.
0: And here's the thing: like I am a liberal, mm-hmm. so I believe in taxation, right. uh, and I believe and I understand why. Mm-hmm. Um, people are taxed the way they're taxed what my my grief is with you brian though is that a lot of especially for people who are low income it hits their let's just say everybody was taxed evenly at like five percent what's five percent for me is very different Mm -hmm. for what's five percent for somebody making twenty thousand dollars a year like that five percent hits them a lot harder than it would hit me right but that's not the case but either way Right. For them to be on the upside during tax mm-hmm. season and things like that, they have to usually get more taken out of their mm. um, out of their mm-hmm. checks so that they can either have some modicum of a refund mm-hmm. or, you know, kind of everything balancing and everything balances out. So I think for me, the scam of taxation mm-hmm. is just that apparently Uncle Sam never has enough. Never. But I also think that if we understand how we tax some of the most, like the fact that Jeff Bezos pays no taxes right. and I owe you money Listen. and I'm not nowhere near, Mm-mm. like Jeff Bezos probably wipes his grandchildren's butt mm-hmm. with my salary. Right. Like, like <laughs> there's nothing. He makes that, you know, <laughs> with a blink of an eye. Right, literally makes it within the blink of an eye, and I owe you right. money during tax season. But this dude pays no taxes, and I don't want to hear any of you hotel negroes talk about, you know, um, well that's just that's just how it is, you know, it ain't a scam. Blah blah. blah. No, there's no Mm-mm. reason why the world's richest man
1: right. does not pay taxes. Right, right, right. And, and, and even within that, like I like said, going back to your point as far as being liberal and understand taxation, like I I don't mind like, I don't mind paying more taxes because I understand like if if my tax money. Is going to those who you know may need those additional resources or there's assistance and stuff like that. I get it. So I, you know, in the in the in the short of it all, you know, I, I hate taxes, but if it goes to the good cause, I'm, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. But then you have a person, you know, who's like Jeff Bezos, who does not pay taxes and he also does not give money away. So it's like you're allowing this person literally to rob. Uh, uh, or not necessarily Rob, but he's basically accumulating all this wealth and all this, you know, money and he's not doing anything with it. Well, meanwhile, who, you know, people like us, we, we, we usually volunteer. We usually give our money, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, we give our money to different charities and stuff like that. And we still pay taxes. So it's like, you know, it's, uh, that it to me is extremely frustrating and they have all these tax loopholes and stuff like that. So, um, that is, is, is annoying. Um. Yeah, so yeah, taxes are, are are trash. The I did not understand the level of you know talking about racism as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not know the level of uh, inequality or, or lack of equity. Uh, yeah. You know, as an adult person of color. But then I will shout out to our parents who did say you know give us the conversation which all black kids usually have. Um, they're not necessarily we're not told that we're less than. We're just told we have to work harder but I don't think I really understood the level uh, of the, of um, uh, the inequality or the lack of equity and the fight that it would take just to get the, the, uh, to the bare minimum. The bare minimum. Uh, right. That's what I hate about it. not I, you know, I understand that in, you know, it, it may have been happening when I was in, as a kid, but I didn't understand it. But as an adult, that extra level of just, you know, having a fight, you know, as, you know, as the woman of God from one of your favorite movies says all my life, I have to I fight. Had to find. <laughs> Listen, that is my. Who <laughs> can we pause with the
0: calls and bless God <laughs> for the beauty that is the color purple? Isn't it something? Oh my Jesus, it is, and it's on Hulu, and I can watch whenever I want to. Right. Now <laughs>
1: okay. I'm going go check that out. It's
0: on Hulu. Watch. Every... Be prepared for two hours and forty five minutes of your life <laughs> to be consumed. But yeah, but no, I know. I think that's true. And I remember every school year, I would go to my grandma's house. Um, either within the first couple of days mm-hmm. or within the first week. And I would tell her about school. And her first question, Brian, mm-hmm. her first question, your teacher, is she a white woman or a color woman? <laughs> <laughs> so the idea that I had a male teacher was just mm-hmm. not there, all. right? Generational. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, like white or black. And for her, um, she wanted for me to say a black teacher because she also wanted me to have that influence mm-hmm. of – um, blackness and kind of see even though those was, was a woman still seeing myself at least in my race while being educated and she would end the conversation by saying you gotta get it up mm-hmm. here cuz you get it up here they can't take it from you and and like as a kid I was like, all right grandma whatever but as I get older or and as I entered and even before I entered like full adulthood I really began to understand what she meant and one my grandmother only has a 10th grade education wow, okay so, because she was the oldest mm-hmm. girl, right, born in the twenties, oh, so, so she had that kind of she had that involved she had to be like the, the second mom mm-hmm. almost. um But her point was is that whatever you learn, like they don't have white people or people in systematic positions right? She didn't explain it, but growing up, I'm getting to understand that. The way the system is built, they can't take away what you have learned and what you have digested, mm-hmm. and what you you know gained in your brain. So get everything that you can, so that you can fight these systems right. and be better. Right. And part of me wishes, like when my grandmother was giving me this this sage wisdom and a one liner, mm-hmm. then my dad would sit me in the car and explain to me <laughs> the why she said that. Every I mean, bro every school year without fail she would give she would ask the race of my teacher (laughs) and then end the conversation with um the importance of me learning I mean she really wanted me to learn everything I can learn in those nine months of school and again no fault to our parents but you know as an adult I now had to kind of figure Mm -hmm. out why it was so important uh, if my if my if my white colleagues are in a book club and reading a book where I, they're reading one book in the book club, but I need to read three books. Mm-hmm so when i go to the book club i can discuss it i can have reference notes mm-hmm. and other authors like i all these different type of things just to sometimes prove mm-hmm. right that my commentary is right. worthy that i understand the concepts within the book and it's, it's it's almost shameful that in certain spaces we have to always be performative to show mm-hmm. that we can keep up right
1: and you know and like if you don't realize that uh that that would it does carry it carries over right because we do the same thing at mm-hmm. work we do the you know we have to you know kind of know more than everyone else in the room so even though you know they ask one question we kind of have to give more information to, to prove that we know what we're talking about you know what I'm saying? so I definitely yeah. understand it and, and yeah I think that was something uh, again uh, even though it was told to me that you have to do more. I think sometimes it wasn't necessarily the the why of it all, uh, uh, and even sometimes the how of how of it all um, would would actually be. So I don't know, but um, that's that's you know my adulting so, life.
0: So as we get ready to wrap up our um, this good old living room conversation, uh, what are some things that you possibly can give our younger listeners or shoot some of our peers about navigating the ghetto that is adulthood? Sure.
1: Um, let's see. Okay. So one, I, there's a few things. One, uh, is to, um, and I don't think I was really taught this was to seriously consider your life plan. Um, and I'm gonna say as a man, let me say that as a man, cause I know sometimes young ladies, they are taught and groomed, um, to kind of create this, this thought process, this plan of, this is when I'm gonna get married. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go to college and do this and I'm gonna do that. And this is my career is blah, blah, blah. It's when I'm yeah. gonna have kids. Um, I don't think I really had any type of concept or was taught like as far as to, to consider all of those factors in as far as when you have kids and um going to school and then considering the age of your grandparents as far as having kids later on in life and younger in life, you know, stuff like that. Uh, so I would say consider in a life plan like what does that look like discuss mm-hmm. that with yourself like as far as rehearse it decide what you want to do of course be flexible because life you know as adulting will teach you um, that nothing ever goes according to plan um and then on top of that like just enjoy life yeah That's like good. enjoy enjoy life i don't really think um I think there were some years and you can probably be honest, like you were just working, just working, working, work. Cause we were taught like, you know, as young people were taught, like you gotta work hard, you gotta work hard, you gotta work hard, you gotta work hard. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there was really any emphasis on like vacations and enjoying life and, and really enjoying the fruit of your labor. And, um, like, you know, saving money is, is great, but like really enjoying the life that you have, Um, not necessarily, um, thinking about, you know, working all the time, like, you know, what, enjoy your time, enjoy your friends, enjoy your family. Like, you know, you're, you're not here to just work your life away, like really enjoy your life. And I don't think, I don't know about you, but I think this year alone has kind of taught you or taught me, if anything, um, to enjoy, um, just every day. Enjoy my friends, enjoy my family, and I know good and well when when twenty twenty one and that ball drops, and hopefully Rona has gone to hell, where (laughs) where she belongs. I'm gonna be out in these streets, just so you know.
0: Listen, you know what? I agree, and I kind of want to piggyback on it in a sense where I would just say prepare, prepare for the unexpected. Mm -hmm. In ways that are not traditionally taught. And I think a lot of times we're taught to put money away in our savings account, which Mm -hmm, is great mm -hmm. for us to have 401ks, which is amazing. Mm -hmm, Yep, And have all these investment accounts and stocks and bonds. But I do think we we should really look into more of investing in stocks, Uh, things that I really wasn't taught as a kid. Mm -hmm. I think we need to begin to look at ways where I don't believe entrepreneurial life is for Mm -hmm. everyone. But I do think that. All of us should at least have, even if we haven't developed it yet, have another way that we can make I money. I agree, because again, like I got laid off during the pandemic, and I had a couple of hobbies, and but I but because I had them, I was able to turn them into things that benefited me financially. So where I was doing something like with my workout accountability group, that's just what it was, mm-hmm. right? But then I was able to like, you know what? Let me introduce them to like some of my style of working out, mm-hmm. and now I have a weekly class of people mm-hmm. who are paying, which is it's right great. It's great by the way. Let me. Me,
1: let me let me kind of pause for the calls. The J work <laughs> is a great workout. I was actually there this past weekend, so shout out, to is,
0: yeah. I I had to. I didn't have to shame him. <laughs> um, But yeah, but like, you know, I was able to do that. And again, I don't believe entrepreneurship is for everyone, Mm -hmm. but I do believe that, you know, even for like teachers, right? Um, My um, my frat brother, uh, the one I'm closest to, my ace is a third grade math teacher. Mm -hmm. And he got on Instagram during the beginning part of the pandemic in March and started teaching on Instagram ways that you can help your children with this new common core math. Mm -hmm. And. He didn't do anything with it, but we did have a conversation that said, bro, like this could legit be a series where you could like sell a package right. of blah, blah, blah. And here we are doing virtual school mm-hmm. where he could have, and, and this is no shame to him, but just he has the skill set, right, right? right? Where he could have legit been doing like consulting mm-hmm. and having like these virtual classes or packages for parents to really help because every school system is built different. Right. So while my children have really, they like go to school just on the internet, there are some schools, like I think Ash was saying in Minnesota where she's from, the teachers aren't teaching. Mm like they're legit just giving out assignments and they have office hours so it's left up to the parents Mm -hmm. to do the teaching and even though brandon's in memphis who knows what parent in minnesota would have saw that or been tagged in something right but anyway my thing is if you have skill sets or education Mm -hmm. and degrees and blah 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 like i would encourage everyone to always be thinking about something that at some point you can monetize Mm -hmm. because you just do not know when you're going to need it. Um, You don't know if that monetization can also take you off your nine to five that you're tired of or you're frustrated with or whatever, whatever, whatever. So that would just be my two cents. And I think, again, Rona has taught us that. But, again, I think that was something that we didn't learn because our instructions were to go to school, do well, and get a good job. Right. Right. Entrepreneurship wasn't even introduced like that, at least not to Mm me. And, you know, so I think it is definitely something that – um again while i'm not telling nobody to go quit their job today Mm-mm. what i am saying is think about some of the skill sets that you have and begin to write out very plainly ways that you can monetize them and then think about how you can implement it even just as a side hustle side hustle as another plug side hustle pro is a um podcast i listen to and she literally talks about that how hmm. to monetize your side hustle uh she's giving out a lot of free gems mm. lots of free gems so check that out
1: okay well um I, did you enjoy the living room today? I did. Yeah, we, you know, even though dolphin is ghetto, you know, I really enjoyed it. Uh, but uh, how about we uh, pack this up here uh, and then we head on to Black Man Self Care? What do you think? Come on, I am my brother's keeper. Let's Art. do it.
0: Woo sa. woo woo All right, so here we are in some Black Man Self Care, where I am my brother's keeper is what we like to call it, and uh brian this week uh i you know i'm going to probably do a a bit of socializing is what i'm going just going to be honest okay (laughs)
1: all
0: right now i'm not going to be out here irresponsible in in these rona streets but one of my closest friends just had a birthday wednesday um, we found out someone from our college crew is coming in to town Friday mm-hmm. to help him celebrate and my birthday. Well, his birthday is Tuesday. His birthday was Tuesday. My birthday is this coming mm-hmm. Wednesday. Happy so shout out to me for being thirty-one almost. You're and in 30s. Um, while I'm not, I don't plan on going to nobody's club because <laughs> that's now that is the ghetto in Corona. Mm-hmm. But I do want to be fully engrossed in love and celebration and socialization, and I'm going to do that in the best and safest way mm-hmm. that I can um, because I just kind of need and I deserve yeah. and yeah, man, I think I'm just going to enjoy the kind of that hierarchy of needs. Right. And is that, that interaction with
1: other people mm. I'm going to do. Okay. It. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I definitely <laughs> need to interact with other people. Um, I, you know, again, I can't wait to Rona goes away so we can interact in, you know, another continent or, Another country. Come on, continent. Coin. <laughs> another continent, another country. Just somewhere else. I'm tired of being in the house. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to leave this ghetto we call the United States of America. Um, But um, uh, I'm probably going to work out again this weekend. So Come on. Looking yeah. forward to that. Um, And I'm actually going to, not necessarily going to socialize, but I'm going to get out of the house and I'm going to get my hair cut. I'm going to do that. You know, that's, imp- that's important, you know. It is because if you can see me on this zone, listen, Whew. I like a mess. Uh, but I'm gonna have all the good hat this weekend. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna even
0: hold you. I'm not gonna even hold you. <laughs> listen, I I need this this
1: hair. Well, I'm not getting really good. I'm yeah, I'm getting it cut. But uh, yeah, I'm um uh, yeah, I, I got it. I and I think you know, part because I have been doing um uh the the at home barbers. So the barber was coming doing the house calls. Uh, no. but I gotta go. You got money. He doing house he got, calls. You know, sir. <laughs> money. <laughs> no, sir. Uh but now I think I'm just gonna go to the shop this time. And I and you know, uh, the my barber he's dope. Uh he uh has everything clean and nice and stuff like that. So I'm gonna go there. I gotta get out of the house. So I'm trying to be in here. So that's that's what I'm doing.
0: That's what's up, bro. I um let's can, can we go and kind of scary on to a greater conversation because I had some things. I need to get off my chest. Okay, let's do it. Let's go. Let me talk. Let me talk. All right, so here we are in a greater conversation, and you know this is the piece and the place. Where we just kind of rant, and I just want to give that prerequisite before I begin to go in on the trash organization that is the World Olympics. So now, Uh-oh. what I brought to the I brought to the group mm-hmm. was that the Olympics has banned a South African athlete uh, because another competitor or other competitors are tired of losing to mm. her. Um, what they've decided to do that um, there's this story about this South African um, runner. She, she's a black woman runner. Her name is Castor. I hope I'm saying this properly. Her name is Castor Semenya, and she is a very athletically built woman and naturally produces a lot of testosterone so in order for her to compete in this next olympic summer games they saying that she now has to take these pills and medications to be able to reduce the level of testosterone that she naturally produces mm-hmm. so that she can compete um, and what I see it as is really in the words of um, our auntie Monique it is gender bias. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is racial. Bias, but no, this is seriously, though, because the same thing um with Michael Phelps, they said that. His He had medical tests that prove that his body produces less than half of the lactic acids than his other um, competitors produce in the Olympic Games as far as swimming. And that gives him a kind of natural advantage. And they praised him and said how lucky he is to kind of have that because it helps him as a swimmer. But when it becomes a black woman, they are now questioning the identity of her gender. They are now putting the impressions on her because she's black. And now she has to some way reduce what she does mm. naturally just so that these slow-performing white women could be able to compete with her. What part of me really wants her to do is to take the pills and still kick they butt that's what part of me just wants to do just to prove a point but the other part of me is a lot more bold and loud and say well i don't want you sis to miss the olympics what i don't want you also to do is compromise who you are and what happens to your body naturally Mm -hmm. just so that white people can feel better about themselves if you cannot compete if you can't beat me then you're just here's the thing you're not better Mm -hmm. than her you're not better than her. So you're mad that um, just your white skin is proving that you are actually um, that you that, that. She's not inferior to you in this moment because she naturally produces more testosterone, which is making her stronger. Which. But do you also understand that you could she could probably still produce all this testosterone and probably still not be a skilled runner? like that doesn't make her faster that doesn't mean that she would understand the ways in which she needs to pace how she needs to breathe how she needs to she still has to train like i could probably be, i produce more testosterone right now because i work out but i couldn't go out and do what some other people are doing as far as athletics are concerned because i'm not adequately training to do that so it really does not matter what kind of rationale they put in it. And she actually lost, Brian, her appeal in courts um, to go against this ruling that they did. I think it is egregious, I think it is sexist, Mm. I think it is ridiculously racist because this would not happen to another white woman. Uh, As we saw with Michael Phelps, this does not happen to another white man. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you are imposing this among our South African sister is absolutely asinine. There is no reason why any questions about who she is and how she presents and you know and how her body just kind of naturally chemically produces should come into question because other folk cannot win like when she reaches a certain age she will be out of olympic competition right. so that's the thing it's kind of like the um, the williams sisters in right. tennis like they they for a season nobody could beat mm-hmm. them i mean nope they just now kind of start losing to right, people, right, right? And but like that was no, like you can't say that they and they tried to do that with uh, Serena a little bit by kind of censoring how she dressed mm-hmm. and what she did. They were trying to find ways to tone her down. But none of that really stopped the excellence of who she was. And this is what you're trying to do. You want me to diminish myself naturally just so that you white people can feel um, better and want me to continue to be inferior to you. It's not happening, Mm -hmm. and you're trash. I don't care how old your organization is, I don't care how established it is, I don't care any of those kind of things, you are trash, you deserve to be in hot flaming garbage. You deserve to experience the same kind of hell COVID nineteen is experiencing for the kind of rules and regulations that you are imposing specifically among this black woman. So keep your head up, Miss um, Castor. I hope I'm saying. I hope <laughs> I'm saying that. I'm, a, I'm not gonna even attempt your last name again. But Miss Castor over there from South Africa, like keep your head up. I know this is a blow to your career and everything that you've worked hard for and everything that you fought to do as far as your um, athletic pursuits and endeavors are concerned. But I promise you there are some of us who are fighting and advocating on your behalf and behalf of other amazing black women who have some of the same fights Right, not just in sports, but in corporate spaces, where they try to get them to diminish who they mm-hmm. are and bow down to their intellect. I was just watching Girlfriends, and there was an episode where all the male attorneys was over talking her, and they wanted her to kind of not be as aggressive in the in, in the room because, as a woman, she didn't want to come off as being too much. They tried to blame it on her period and all these other team types of things. Like we have to get past the fact that women cannot that that. It's, it is almost unfathomable that women can't be as strong and as powerful as men. No, they have the right, the capacity and everything else to lead and to even be better in certain areas than anybody else is in the room. And for a matter of fact, I think black women uh, specifically are our first line of superheroes. Right. Um. So, so we cannot ever diminish their power, but I thought this was absolutely stupid and I want the Olympics um, people, everybody who's making the decisions to know how trash you are because I'm almost positive almost positive that that decision was made within a room full of old white um, men yes <laughs> there probably wasn't a woman
1: anywhere in the room so trash 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 that's all i got trash 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 and more trash um uh, i'm gonna uh, you know go in a different direction um joshua where i start um so just uh let me start off by saying this you know i do support um good policing, good police officers. I do also support the uh police reform. Uh we need to dismantle some of this stuff, uh, to rebuild better, bigger and better. I do not contone in any way uh any violence toward police officers. Uh I know that they, you know, are doing their jobs. Uh and I have family members who are in law enforcement. Joshua, you have family members who are in law enforcement. You also, you know, mm-hmm. lost someone who is in law enforcement. So um yep. I do not have any issues or ill will toward I'm um, good. Police officers. All right. So, um, so, you know, two police officers recently in the LA County, uh, 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 Los Angeles Sheriff's Department, we you know, were shot recently and hospitalized, things of that nature. Um, so, shouts out to them, prayers up to them. I don't want to see anybody die. Um, however, mm-hmm. Sheriff Alex Villanueva um, on an interview, radio interview, uh, decided or thought they may be wise to, you know, thought it was cute uh, to kind of challenge LeBron James. Uh, and he said, I want to mm-hmm. match. I want LeBron James to match double, for d- double, uh, the reward, uh, which is about 200 grand, uh, match the reward, uh, that we are, um, that we have up right now for the person uh, to catch the person who, uh, shot those two police officers. Uh, basically, mm-hmm. what he tried to do was try to kind of put LeBron James on the spot, and kind of make it seem like, "Oh, LeBron, if you you know you say you care about law enforcement, you say you care about." Um, uh, the, uh, the relations race relations with the police officers, law enforcement and the black community and stuff like that. And if you really say you are or you do what you say you are and and, you know, you really care about police officers, I'm challenging you to step up the plate and do the right thing. And, and you know, and show up for, you know, your police officers. So uh, I just want to make mention. This is the same uh, department or uh-huh. uh, group. Uh, who's actually being sued right now by the wife of the late great goat uh, Kobe Bean Bryant uh, and the mother of Gianna Gigi Bryant um, she's actually suing the same department because this uh, department actually uh, some of their were well, eight uh, of their officers decided to take pictures or one officer decided to take pictures of the of the of the scene of the horrific crash that took place he took pictures of kobe and uh uh, his daughter and all the people that were on the helicopter took pictures Mm -hmm. uh and then thought he was so cool that he would want to show these pictures off to other people and he showed these same pictures and he shared these pictures with other people um And this same sheriff, uh, whoever his name is, uh, Villanueva, um, he did not. I don't think any of these people were fired. Uh, They were, quote unquote, were disciplined. But here you are. You're trying to sit there and call out LeBron James about uh, uh, trying to put him on the spot uh, about trying to double the money or do things of that nature to hold LeBron James accountable. you are not even holding your own police officers accountable. Here it are. You're trying to call out LeBron James, who, mind you, is really good friends or was really good friends with Kobe Bryant. The same person who you allow to have this man's dead photos, the bodies of his dead, the the photos of his dead bodies, the photos of of his daughter's dead body to be disseminated all over the world, all over the Internet and stuff like that. And here you are trying to be cute uh, and and trying to act like you really care about the black community. Please stop lying. The thing that bothers me oftentimes about um, the police departments who try to act like this and try to bring up race or try to call people out is that the same energy that you have trying to call people out and try to say, oh, you can do this if you really cared about that you don't really care about it yourself right oftentimes this this is the same guy who who sat there and said oh it seems like these athletes and stuff like that are fanning the flames of hate and things of that nature last time i checked um lebron james is not a police officer last time i checked um Mm -hmm. we are citizens um and their job is to protect and serve us last time i checked those trash taxes that we were talking about pay their salaries right so um it's not about us trying to bridge that gap and be good to you. It's your job to be good to us because you are the protecting and the serving of us. Granted, I, I'm not uh, and I'm not, I don't condone uh people treating police officers bad, you know, they are human beings, you know, stuff like that. But keep that same energy when it comes to you trying to get justice for your police officers who got shot. Keep that same energy with Ray Ray and John John and stuff like that, and, and really putting up your money to find these people's killers. This people that get killed all the time. Like uh, uh, they say, in painful, people die every day. B. Right. Um, keep that same energy when it comes to trying to find other people's killer. Keep that same energy when they call people out and ask for help and stuff like that. And you want to put people on the carpet, call your own people out when they're doing the wrong thing. And the problem that I really have when it comes to policing, um, even when it comes to them uh, doing things the wrong way or. Um, uh um like shootings or um a brutality the thing the problem yeah. i really have with it is the lack of one of accountability um and and, and disciplinary action like the, the the and the people that actually go along with it say say is these same karens and kevins who justify police brutality will want um the server who brings out their food cold um to have their job lost but quick to call the manager manager. but when somebody actually kills somebody or when somebody beats somebody up you have an excuse of why um, they were just doing their job no Um, police officers you have the right to serve us Um, that is your job we did not uh, we did not hire you we did not elect you you went down to that place you signed on the application you went to police academy you decided to put on that badge and that uniform every day. blue lives do not matter because they do not exist Um, (laughs) let me say that again blue lives do not matter because they do not exist holy maca <laughs> do not exist your job is to protect and to serve so before you want to call out somebody and say that someone is uh, uh spreading hate and fanning the f- uh, fanning the flames of hate if you do your job right and you hold those accountable that are doing their job wrong then we will have no problem with you but instead what you want to do is when you do your job wrong, you want to blame the person who you did the job wrong to, and then act like everyone else is just crazy because you can't do your job, right? So again, mm-hmm. I I love good police officers, but it's time for those good police officers to really openly rebuke and call out those bad police officers, so then therefore um, you can have a better society. And there uh, I have it. But you know, uh, it's I'm not on some F the police type stuff, but y'all need to get it together um, because uh, you know this ain't cool and. Uh, Justice for Breonna Taylor. That $12 million ain't nothing. We want justice. They need to go to jail. And that's that's where I am. I'm chill before I, you know, I, you know, get too mad. (laughs) Well, and
0: I think you know what that means. This has been another episode of the (laughs) Jigsaw Podcast. That's been another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast. So thank you all for listening. Thank you all for tuning in. As you know, that you can um, follow us individually. I am Brian Hare and I am Josh Rogers. You can follow the podcast at the Jigsaw Podcast or write in. Please write in. We would love to hear from you. Um, by writing in at um, to the Jigsaw podcast at gmail.com and be sure to spread the word about the podcast like us, rate us uh, positive ratings mm-hmm. only, uh, five stars only Amen. <laughs> uh, five stars only and um, we appreciate y'all for all your support. Brian do you have any announcements you want to throw to the people?
1: Um, do I have any announcements? I don't know if I have any announcements um, I love black people <laughs> Does that need to be said? I think it needs to be said I'll protect black women. That needs to be said. That's an announcement. So I don't think I yeah. have anything else.
0: I, I don't. I don't have anything either. Other than you can join me to work out Saturday. I'll be there. Join the workout. So go to the website and register for that. But um I think that's it. Um,
1: oh, well, I think that is it. So Josh, please tell the people what they need to do. They need to never allow
0: the ghetto of adulting mm. and this world to stress them mm. out because let me tell you something all you can do is do what you can while you can but you know what Brian what? we will never. never get caught never <laughs> with our work undone. Yes, <laughs> lord never <laughs> all right y'all it's been a good one we see y'all next week That's all right, it. peace